Hello lads, welcome back to the Tree Left Feet Podcast, the number one podcast in Dublin 4. It's me, Coyle Neville, I'm with the two lads as usual, and today we're joined by... Kieran Moran. Kieran, how are you? Good, good, thanks a lot for having me on, delighted to be here, thanks a lot man, thank you. Good, good. You're meant to do good. that intro on Bruce Wayne voice yeah, Bruce Wayne, yeah. <laughs> this is why we should have uh, visual. Yeah. Um, well, you'll see by the Instagram photos, I am currently in a Batman costume. Oh. Getting the spirit. Where's the mask? Halloween spirit. I'll get. I'll get. Put the mask on. I have to put the mask on. Put the mask on. I'll put the mask on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's use just a chat. Hey, take a off on Kieran's plan. Kieran, how are you? <laughs> yes. I'm good. Good. Uh, just back from the UK. I was doing a uh, two dates and the for the Life in a City tour over in London, Liverpool, and uh, back to Dublin now to finish off the tour. So we've Dublin, Belfast upcoming, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Brilliant, Flash, brilliant, and we'll. Uh, oh, sorry, this ma- this mask is actually killing me. It's, it's actually really hard to put on. And uh, sorry, sorry, here's what I was saying there, lads. Um, what was I saying there? Sorry, I completely forgot. Yeah, there. I was saying about the tour, Kieran's tour. Yeah, and we'll all be there the as well. The academy, it's gonna be great. Yeah, no worries. We've for the academy show. So what we done in the UK was we done solo shows. So we just travelled over myself with my manager. And my partner and that and uh, then for the Dublin show we'll have a full band show so brilliant yeah uh, a different kind of vibe people won't not some people that were at the last show will understand from when it's playing in Wheelands but uh the next show the some people like yourselves might not have heard it with the full band and that so yeah a little bit different nicer kind of uh, a nicer atmosphere a nice and upbeat and you have to still keep the, the deep stuff as well you know yeah looking forward to it yeah buzzing for it man buzzing, good yeah, yeah, good you can get very, you can kind of get a bit stressed with shows, with, with gigs and things like that, because I worry about it. You have to rehearse with, when you're rehearsing with a band, I, I'm not playing with all the time, so I have to build new set lists with them, and then you're worried about whether it's, there's tickets selling, whether there's going to be people even there, even if the tickets are sold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of always, it messes with your mind a little bit at times, but uh, worth it, you know, it'll be worth it on the night, and I'm looking forward to, to that, and then Belfast, we'll do Belfast on the following Saturday. Brilliant. And then, uh, take a nice break for the Christmas then and chill out, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's well needed after a long tour. Was it your first time um, performing over overseas, like, or...? Yeah, so we done, um, we done Wheelands back in Dublin, uh, back in April, so we had intended on doing a little tour. And then we were saying we won't do it in case, like, I didn't really want to be travelling to too many places and going to nobody. Yeah. Then we just bit the bullet and said, you know what, we'll take the we'll take the chance on it and see how it goes because we noticed there was a couple of listeners from similar uh, cities in the UK that mm-hmm. online and that and uh, we had I had some followers and that from the UK so we said we, if, even if we get five or ten people in a room these rooms are small so we probably hold sixty or seventy people in them they they'd be kind of like uh, what you have over here like the ruby sessions or yeah or small venues you know mm-hmm. so we went over to Liverpool and London expecting to maybe have like five or ten or whatever and then it was and the room will start getting busier and things like that but uh london was nearly sold out there was people like people that traveled, some of them traveled six hours down and <laughs> um, and liverpool as well there was people there that we didn't i've never met me and i was asked like i asked him jordan the show i was saying like did you just come for did you just while he's walking by <laughs> like, and they were, there was people singing the songs in liverpool which was and london like yeah. london was london was the, the big one that was great you know there's a serious um, Irish background over there in the UK now there is yeah um, the thing is with, with London I, I, I find like the talent in London is massive like the, the, there's, it's unbelievable if you walk down the road and you see people busking and we have it here in Dublin as well but when, you, when you're when you over in London for me what you see over there like it's they're phenomenal you know so yeah. I always had that fear in me thinking I'm going to go over here and like you're, you're not even close to what these people are you know um, yeah. but I suppose the, the, the good side of social media so to speak would be the, the whole idea of being able to reach people in different parts and like I've, I've gone playing in London there was people there that I've never met or spoke to in my life or asked come here will you come to my gig or any of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it was people that listened to the songs enjoyed them came down and were, were invested in the song so uh, yeah it was mad mental experience and that was probably the, the most uh, that was one of the weirdest experience, or strangest experience for me as as someone that's doing this because I've always kind of in Dublin I'm trying to build and build and build and sometimes you assume, ah oh, he's at my gig because he knows him or or yeah, whatever yeah. way. But London there was no links or anything like that yeah. and Liverpool as well. So it's great, you know, really good. Yeah, I'd say it was a very special feeling for you. Like thinking, it was, you're after yeah. building this platform for yourself in especially in a different country, your first time overseas. Yeah, definitely. It was still it was small to be fair. Like, but it, 
to have people singing your songs in another country, you know, it's hard enough to get that in your own city. Yeah. So um, I had people singing like songs word for word back to me that, that I wrote in a bedroom, you know. Uh, that's, mad, it's, uh, that's a mad feeling. It's a mad, a, a mad experience, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it was great. And um, we're going to do, I've done a, a little uh, interview thing there recently and we were asked about like, what was the, the worst part of the, to- of the tour, so to speak. And, I'm sorry we didn't add more dates because we had yeah. people in Manchester that were interested in the show. Like we could have added a few more, but we're gonna do them in uh we're gonna do them next year definitely and we're gonna go back to London and do booster up. Same thing what we're doing at Dublin but a smaller scale, so to yeah, speak, yeah, you know. Yeah. 100%, 100%. It's great that you know that the, the base is there, the listening like of Yeah, well I suppose like. it can only grow from from what we have there, um, from the people that are there, but it's it is it's a bit for me I don't really understand the how how yeah. how are people like I know you have Spotify and you have Instagram and wherever you have where YouTube wherever you listen to your music but um I just think it's mad that people kind of are seeing something from a young fella from the other side of the water and they're saying right we'll buy tickets like and yeah you have to get a babysitter you have to do this you have to do that to go to a show <laughs> for <laughs> just to come and see it which I think is mental so uh yeah. people to come out and it's mad and I I can't say I ever to be honest I never. With, with this kind of thing I've never taught to myself as a kid or and I can't wait to go and tour the world or any of that kind of stuff or even go out of Ireland I never had that I can't say oh, my dreams have came true or any of that shit you know it was more yeah. it just happened and, and it's it's working which is good so I'm enjoying it and uh, loving every minute of it you know Brilliant. so like when you started doing music like when was that like when did you feel like you had I was annoying when I started uh, playing the guitar and then I started writing songs when I was about 12 or 13. So I used to go to a youth club. Um, I went to a youth centre down near Dominic Street there. And oh, yeah. it was on. It was originally on uh, North King Street, but yeah. we moved to, to Dominic Street then. And uh, I was doing songwriting courses there. And my family are all musicians, so I, I kind of always had that thing in me that I, I would do music. Or, or there was, it was just kind of like, it wasn't a thing I wanted to learn. It was more kind of, that was there, if that makes sense. Yeah. It just kind of, it, it was weird, but I, then I'd done a, a, a songwriting course. I got invited to do a thing with Christy Moore um, and Roddy Doyle, which would have yeah. been where I started songwriting. Yeah, experience. And, uh, when I was 13, then I was writing songs, and it was we were in a, the youth club, and there was people writing songs about, like, Whatever their 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 mas and their dads and and happy family kind of stuff you know, um. But I was writing stuff about which was a bit weird. I had a neighbour two doors down and he was addicted to heroin and I was writing songs about that. And at the time I didn't realise it, but it was now that I look back on it. That's obviously something that I had a little bit different. The fact that I was writing about things I shouldn't have been writing about at that age. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I done that. Damien Dempsey gave me a support slot when I was fourteen. I was terrified went out and done that and I think that kind of scared me off for a bit you know uh, going out to play the crowds and in yeah. uh, I done wheelings and, and the axes then I stopped for a few years and went into bands and that and uh, lost the confidence to sing and um, kind of went back as a backing vocalist and learned harmonies and how to harmonize with, with singers and that and uh, then after the bands I, I got back into it and since then I'm doing it about four years now myself and when I say I'm doing it, I'm, I'm kind of putting a lot of, like, everything goes into this for me, you know. There's no kind of, I, I don't kind of treat it as a, I do, it's a nice hobby to have, but I don't treat it as a hobby. I, yeah. I take it much more serious than a hobby, and I'm not doing it to, for fame or, or trying to get, like, all bright lights or any of that show. I just like it, the idea of having songs that, as I said, write them in a room and go into a room, and there's room people similar to me and you that are, like no matter where they're from, what way they look, what way they dress, no matter who they are, um, they can sing the songs the same and and uh, enjoy themselves the same without being judged or any of that crap, you know. Yeah. Um, there's no kind of criteria or whatever to 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 enjoy the songs and other than that, I I I don't want like I don't care about the rest of it, you know. Some people kind of do this thing to to try and get make money out of it or, or or make a lifestyle it, like I'd like to be able to gig and, and, and live my life by gig money so to speak but yeah. if, if it happens it happens but again I wouldn't it's not something I'm going to chase yeah. to try and, try and uh, to passion, be like. famous yeah it's just something I'm, I'm kind of a, yeah. obsessed so to speak with it, you know? of course yeah. yeah you were saying there I was going to ask you this actually uh, you were saying there about how you lost the confidence in yourself would that be in like being on like do you ever get the fears of like you're about to walk out when you feel that feeling of like being on stage. 
You know that. You know that. Pr- yeah, the, you the get presence. That wouldn't have been why. I, the, the reason I would have lost my confidence was because I was always, I was aware of people that were better than me. Yeah. And okay. because I was aware of people that were better than me, I, or or had stronger voices, I thought there's no chance for me here. You know, but the thing was, at that time I didn't realize that it was different. Um, and I could write completely different to these people or I could I have a different you have a different story to tell than me and I have yeah. you know so um, that was the difference with me and I never kind of branded myself as a kind of Bruno Mars singer or, <laughs> or any of that kind of crap I, it was more kind of writing lyrics that will, will kind of knock into you and you as you listen to them you're thinking of something that relates yeah. to you you know um, but that would have been the confidence thing the stage thing does that you can get nerves and it's, people say nerves are great and they can be and in some ways they can mess you out they can mess you up a little bit but uh, I would be a little bit nervous I'd be more nervous if I wasn't rehearsing for a show yeah but if I'm confident kind of going in with what I'm doing and I'm at the rehearsing and everyone behind me or whoever the band is they're, they're, I know they're going to be alright playing yeah. with us uh, then I'm kind of more more fluent with it you know first two songs and you'll notice in the academy I'll be a little bit Jittery, kind of getting where I am. You can feel the crowd, like yeah, trying to find find my feet, and and but after that, I'll be just it'll just roll out me down, you know. Yeah, um, brilliant. So yeah, brilliant. Jack, you've been awfully. I quiet. know. What's yeah. going for, on for the change? I'm <laughs> just the... I'm just thinking of questions to ask. Yeah. Well, uh, what I want to know is, so you you told us before that you've supported uh, Aslan. Yeah. What was that like? And have you who else have you supported? So. Uh, <clears throat> well, Aslan, Aslan was one that was is probably the most interesting of who I've supported because when I was a kid, I used to look up to Aslan a lot. My brother was in a band years ago, and he supported Aslan the Point Depot, and he done the uh, the the Made in Dublin gigs. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. in two thousand, so they done the support there. But my brother finished in the band. They all kind of went their own ways. So I was. Um, I was always fascinated with Christy Dignam uh, in a way, not in a weird way, but was in a way that I just realised how good he was and, and what he was and loved the fact that he just went out as himself. There was no, yeah. no none of this bullshit with him. And uh, I never expected to be able to support him. The first gig I got was they offered me a show in Belfast. Um, they said, do you want to play the Empire? And I said, I'll play anywhere you can send me to <laughs> India and I'll be gone to support. I was just were my childhood yeah, course, dream yeah. man, so to speak. So Belfast, he rang me, uh, Billy rang me out of Aslan, and he says, uh, look, we're going to have to cancel Belfast, not cancel Belfast, we're going to have to pull you off the Belfast show because we, we're going to bring on a local support act from Belfast. So if you're playing in Belfast, and I don't know whether this was the case, just in case, but if you're playing in Belfast and there's another 200 tickets to be sold, you might throw in a local act. So they said to me, I t- actually in their case I think in that case they said the promoter wanted a, a local act so sometimes you're lo- so say in Roscommon there'll be a pub that has bands on and the promoter or, or the owner of that pub will know a local act and they'll say to any band that's coming right you can come but I want my mate or my yeah. little friend to do the support so they said we're going to have to cancel you for that will you do Vicar Street and I thought it was taking the, the, the mickey out of me I thought it was messing with me you know <laughs> um, and I said yeah yeah no problem and I never stood on the stage as big as Vicar Street for me yeah. Vicar Street was, mm. was, was really big um, so I went out and done that and then after that night in Vicar Street which was unbelievable I went around most of the country with them and just got to know them kind of on both a, a, a kind of professional level in terms of learning what they're doing and kind of taking things from and there's a lot of cliche people say or I learned a lot from what he does you know and they don't learn fuck all they just say it for the conversation <laughs> but I've, I've often stood and just watched Christy and, and I, I've learned stuff or learned kind of things that he's doing with his voice bending his notes and things like that but I also got to know them on a personal level then as well and kind of become friends with some of them and uh, when I say friends I mean like learn what they like and understand yeah. them and yeah. it's just they're unbelievable you know, they gave me an opportunity think of the amount of bands and great bands and young flits and sing- girls that are out there singing and miles better than what I'm doing and I got the opportunity which was great you know so uh, I'm grateful for that and I think it was luck in a way um, but I've done Aslan um, Damien Dempsey I would have gone and done loads of dates with him and he's another powerhouse that, oh, he's, he's, he's unbelievable and he's just I, <clears throat> I could go on for hours I could do three hours talking about how great he is you know um, but I've done them um, and then I supported Jamie Webster recently he's a no Liverpool way, yeah in the academy oh. yeah, 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 yeah I was at that yeah. 
No, well, is um, that the, yeah, like, yeah. Min at the end, you were saying. I done the oh, Academy man. show <laughs> with him and then Bagatelle, um, which were which are a big Irish band. They have a song called Summer in Dublin, you might yeah, have heard of it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I played with them. Uh, Brian Kennedy brought me out. Mary Coughlin recently, I was, I was out uh, supporting. And yeah, there's been a few of them. I play, I, I, some of them I can't remember. I know we've done a show with Maverick Sabre as well, who was unbelievable. Um, that was like a private event. Um, but there's a good few that, that we've had. Yeah. Mostly touring would have been Aslan and Damo brought me that, that kind of brought me around against the most experience yeah. from you know. And would this be like the first sorry, would this be like the first contact to you? Like would they reach out to you themselves? Like it depends. So Aslan at the time uh, so Christy Dignam's daughter, Kira, goes out with my cousin Darren. Really? But I've always wanted to go on do the support slots with Aslan without going through my cousin because yeah. Everyone yeah. that knows me yeah. will assume uh, he got them support calls. So I messaged Joe uh, and I emailed Joe. Uh, I don't know how I got Joe's email. Someone gave me Joe's email, but I emailed him and I had this song out called Almost Anyone. And uh, it's terrible now that I listen back to it, but it's, <laughs> it, it was, I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what you heard me, but I sent it on to him and I said, Joe, I'd love to support you sometime. And then Billy rang me. Billy looked after the sports, and Billy rang me then, and uh, he would have been directly with me. Damon Dempsey would have been direct, just back and forth to have it. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd contact him directly. Um, the only one I've ever got that wasn't through directly through the artist would have been uh, was supporting Brian Kennedy down in Cork uh, twice along with him, and that was through his promoter. Uh, they contacted me and asked me do they want to do it. Some of them I would message and say if you have dates coming up, I'm playing in. Uh, is I playing in Cork? I want to do a headline down there. Would you do it? But Mostly, it's directly with the artist back and forth, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if they have it, some cases they might have a pull out or something like that where they'll say, "Do you want to step in there or something like oh, that?" You know, yeah. too right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, too right. Exactly, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 gone well, and as I said, them them sports was where I kind of got most of my experience from, so to speak, you know. Yeah. Some of the yeah. names such as the name in there, like, like cult heroes in this country. Yeah, like. yeah. Well, the Aslan, Damien Dempsey, Bagatelle, the Bagatelle are, are phenomenal. Like yeah. they, they were, they were amazing. Like and like I've never really looked up to to bands or anything like that as celebrities or anything like that. I've kind of treated them all as normal people, but yeah. I have been fans of yeah. of them, so to speak. So, um, yeah, it's it's a mad experience and it's great meeting them. And and sometimes when you're doing the gigs, like if you say to me, right, tomorrow you're supporting whoever ABC, I don't at the time I don't realize how great of a moment it is to be i'm just there focusing on what i'm there to do if that makes sense yeah but yeah. a few weeks later when i'm doing something like this and we're talking about it i'm thinking to myself that was a, a good buzz you know it was a good a, a bit of fun or whatever you know jamie webster was a deadly buzz his crowds we were playing the night in the academy his crowds that were there and um, you might remember and there was a match on liverpool were playing the champions yeah. league semi-final that night, yeah. it was absolutely miserable because jamie when jamie's doing a show he doesn't want the crowd to be Liverpool. Like he, Jamie he wants would have blown them from Liverpool, but he wants yeah, it all original. Oh, yeah, he does. He doesn't play. Yeah, because he, he, he does a lot of stuff for Liverpool. He does all them yeah, boss so nights and all he, them. Yeah. What he's trying to do is is come out and do live tours with his own music instead of doing the, the covers of whatever yeah. he's doing. Uh, yeah. I know they're not covers. They're kind of wherever he makes up of songs, but they're yeah. original songs like Fields of Atten Roy and things like that. You know, with different words, but. Uh, when we when I went out on stage, so the stage times were the gig was pushed out twice because of COVID. So we went in, it was sold out, but the, the room wasn't on the night it wasn't sold out. So when I went out, most people were there on the phones because the match was on. Um, so my support was during the match. So I went on and there was only a few at the, the you know at the barriers there and then there was yeah. a few at the back and yeah. a few on the balcony. So I done the set, but Jamie waited then until the match was over, I think, or until the last few minutes of the yeah. match or something like that. And then he, he came. If I'm right, he did. I remember him waiting, but all the crowd were there with the Liverpool stuff. But again, he's trying to push that original yeah. music. He's not he, he's not there to do that. You know? And that's hard. That, that'd be hard to do because he blew up from that. He's known yeah. from being... He's known from that. So it's yeah. hard to try and do a tour then yeah. with, with that. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's viral stuff, yeah, isn't it, though? You yeah. Know, it's very hard to overpower what you force to do. 100% to be fair we actually see it with ourselves because when we were originally a football podcast I would say out of five people I'd say three or four would say oh you're the football you're the football like podcast a lot of people would yeah, say that yeah. Yeah. if you get known if some people hear your name for one reason they'll then just assume that's you well the name yeah. alone I mean, like if, if you said to someone in yeah, three life podcast be like oh probably a football podcast you know yeah no yeah. it would it would but um Oh, it's still a catchy name though. Ah, it is, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. came up with that one. I'm proud of you on that. Proud of you, Oh, 20 minutes in. Do you want to give us a song? 
Yeah, yeah. I'll do. Um, I'll do life in a city. Okay. And I said this. I was on another podcast recently, and I I said this that it wasn't well, but as you can probably see from me, I'm genuinely not well. <laughs> this time. Um, um, yeah. So I'll give it. I'll give it my best go anyway. But uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'll grab this. from me I'm bleeding dying here <laughs> uh, that minutes. song is you can tell it means a lot to you the passion you sing it with yeah it's uh, it's about where I grew up I grew up just off Dorset Street there Smithfield there between Smithfield and Dorset Street and uh, so many great people down that way and I wanted to do something kind of uh, about them people and, and try and explain it in a way you know this sounds a bit mad, but you know when you're on holidays, when you're in Spain or something with your family, and you make a little friend, and you say, where are you from? And you're trying to explain to them what it's like. So yeah. what yeah. I tried to do was to say, right, I have a song here. This is what it's like, where I'm from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of the, yeah. the mindset I had for it. So, uh, 
Yeah, it's, uh, I, I love singing and I love singing when I can powerfully do it. And I dropped it down slightly there on the uh, on the guitar, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a song I I I, I feel. I'm, I, in fact, I'm like that with all the songs. You know, I don't really write songs that I can't get deep in and invested into because uh, then there's, there's no purpose in them for me or something like that. Yeah. You know, I find it hard to sing. Even covers, people do say to me, "Can you sing this cover?" And unless I kind of get a feeling out of it, or something I just yeah. can't do yeah. it. You know, I don't do it any justice. You know. I was, you know, I was actually gonna ask you that because I remember we when us three when we were a little bit younger, we were massive Oasis fans. Yeah, like yeah, fucking oh, still crazy. Are. Yeah, oh, they're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we, I remember listening to Liam and Noel say like certain things like there's no meaning to Wonderwall, like there was no meaning there. I remember, I remember saying, is there any songs that you've written that you that just came up in your head, or do they all have a meaning to them? All of them have a meaning. Yeah. Yeah, I find it hard to write. No, I don't find it. I could write, I can write the, the love songs and the pop songs and I can write about, like, all my songs are kind of storylines. A lot of them are, are stories, whereas the likings of those songs are about, some of them can be about objects. It could be writing about the grass growing and, and the fields yeah. and the stars and the moon and all that kind of shit. But to me, and it's amazing if you can do that and if, if you get good songs out of it. But, I think uh, when I write songs with things I'm familiar with um, or stories I can tell through the songs, it's it's a, it's a lot easier for me. And uh, they come out more. I, I I couldn't get I couldn't get into a song the way I'd get into a song if I'm singing about uh, the, the, what color the paint is on the fence out there. You know? <laughs> um, so I'd be more kind of I'd have to. So when I'm singing a song, I'm usually I I point my eyes and then sometimes when I people would assume I'm probably looking at them when I'm. Singing, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm usually going through a story in my head, um, oh, right. a lot of the time, and it's oh, weird. Okay. I the things I wrote about usually, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think as well, like, like looking at artists, like like you even mentioned, like Salim Gallagher and that, like Oasis. Yeah. If someone has passion, like we saying with you there, that's that plays half the part. Like I, I think, yeah. like talent and all is, it can be, it can get you on yourself far. But if you have passion for something. It's yeah, well, passion is definitely more yeah. for me personally. Like, and and Damo Dempsey said it years ago on on an interview. I don't know what it was for. He was doing it, but I remember him saying like, "You can go to a gig tonight and you'll hear the best singer in the world, but if they're standard bored looking, you're not engaged yeah. with them." Whereas if you get someone that, that, and I'm not saying this as a thing, I'm, I'm an average singer and if you come and see me, I'm, you know, <laughs> I just mean, if you go and see someone and the, the thing is kind of average, the, the, the songs are average, but you can see they're putting their heart and soul into it, you're more, much more engaged with it, you know, and, and more interested in what they're doing. Yeah. I am anyway, personally, you know. Yeah. Just take two minutes, shall we? Yeah. Two minutes, yeah. Yeah, we just take a little break there, though. Right, we're back. We're back after... Um, Coil went for the slash. I went for the slash, and so did you. So did I, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, you know, it's actually really hard to get back into the flow of things. I don't like this. We, that was the first time, just to let everyone know, it was our first time. We always just go full thing with it. Pretty much, but um, it's very hard to. I think it's very hard to get back into the swing of things. So much for making the transition seamless. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But still, still. Um, shit, I'm, I'm, what last? Uh, you were saying, you were saying about ground up, obviously, like Aslan and all, like would have been inspirations. To you. Did you have any other like inspirations, like like what music, like would you have listened to? Um, <clears throat> I would have listened to, uh, and. I wouldn't have been one of these people that said I listened to Leonard Cohen and all that kind of shit, you know. Uh, but I would have listened to Aslan would have been a big one. I loved Sinead O'Connor as a kid as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved Irish music. Van Morrison would have been one. And then I had I did enjoy older music that me Mar and Dad would have listened to. So when I say that, I don't mean like a whole record of of absolute garbage. It'd be kind <laughs> of it'd be you know the catchy music you hear in pubs of a Saturday night, some yeah, album yeah. doing karaoke or something like that, <laughs> yeah. you know. It'd be that kind of stuff that I, I'd like and um but then when I was growing up when I was about fifteen, sixteen I got into listening to some hip hop and um not kinda of deep into where I was dressing like I was in a hip hop <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I liked uh, Plan B and there's a lot of bands I liked and Oasis would have been a massive one for me because Oasis always had a great core. For me, I know Gallagher said an amazing thing before. He says, like, bands now are focused on, on like, they're focused on what way they dress, what way they look. and what yeah. way, But he says, like, write a chorus, you know what I mean? And if you can't write a chorus of a song, all that is Doesn't relevant, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the rest of it will, will, will happen down the line. But 
Yeah, Oasis would have been a big one, and I'm still a yeah. big fan of it. I love Liam Gallagher, like, I love ah, his attitude, and I love, I love the way so he... So we have him on my wall and all in the gaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing him, a man. Liam Gallagher song in the Academy uh, track, a cover of one of his songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Good yeah. performance. Yeah. 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 So people, get your tickets. Yeah, get your yeah. tickets. November 18th. Liam will be there. <laughs> 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 Look at my... No, the 18th of November. 18th of November. We have a question that we ask people as well. Often the answer is Liam Gallagher. If you had to pick three people to go on a night out with, who would they be? Um, that's a good question. Uh, Liam Gallagher would be probably one of them. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I'd love to go on. I'd, I'd actually love it to go out for a drink with Damien Duff, believe it or not. I met him. Oh, yeah. fuck off. Oh, no. Don't fuck him. I was at uh, Lucas Graham's gig. I, I just think he's a little bit uh, weary and... and I think you could kind of open them up a little bit, you know. And, if Shells win the cup, they'll never yeah. hear their fucking name. Dofa, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. But um, yeah, uh, going for a drink with there's a few of them. Like there's a few. Sinead O'Connor would be a great one, you know. I'd love to yeah. ask her. Yeah. I'd love to ask her certain things. And Liam Gallagher would be one that I'd love to ask about uh, certain situations. Um, there's some people I'd like to sit with and ask them what were you thinking when you were writing that song, and you know all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't really again, and and not to sound like a, a, a not to sound like a, an idiot or anything like that, but I don't get really phased by people like like that or, or like I don't you know the way people kind of say oh like they're celebrities or whatever and all that kind of stuff like yeah. I like their music, but I wouldn't like if I seen them walking down the road, I wouldn't be they're just normal people to, give them a, to get a photo with them or anything like yeah. that. Not that's not being trying to sound self centered or anything like any of that shit. It's just. I, I just don't have that kind of... I never had that thing as a kid or something like that. Yeah. I never kind of felt fade. Even places, you know, when... And I said this before, like, people would say, like, do you like the boy or do you like... And, like, would you like to go and see whatever parts of the world? Like, and I'd say, no, like, I'm not fussed on it. They don't... Yeah. I just don't... It's a weird thing. and I, I just feel kind of numb to things like that. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a very Irish thing, that, like, people don't care who you are or what you are. Just... Yeah, well, or, I think yeah. Irish do, though, but I think they do a lot with themselves. Like, like I find a lot of Irish people, like, they, they love you at the start when you're building, you know, and then when you're kind of, if you have a little bit of fame, so to speak, then they're kind of like, oh, he's a bit of a, he's, I don't like yeah. him as much anymore. And, like, then UK artists or whoever it is come over and they're all over them, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and that can happen across the board, but, no, I, I, to, to be fair, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think, we're not as phased by people, you know, because you're just. I think everyone has someone in their family that's like one of these people, you know. Like I think everyone has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McGregor was a. He's a huge inspiration for me. Like he's someone that I think. Jez, he's. I, I love. I, I know. Obviously, he had the bad things as well, but I just loved that he was from a working class area and he done what he done and he said he never has to worry about working again and that's. He great. went right to the top, like. But yeah, and he Literally. he had a great career of what he, he was doing, but. I wouldn't be like I and I, I do like him like I, I like him in terms of what he's done but I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be standing outside his pub on a Saturday trying to get a picture with him yeah. or <laughs> queuing up to get see his car outside or anything yeah. like that you know um, but yeah I, I, going back to the question we asked about drinking with people I, I don't know who would really like to sit down them three that I said would be probably who would enjoy a drink with I think or yeah. enjoy a night out but I wouldn't be kind of saying Jesus to go out with. <laughs> yeah, I think most people say Liam Gallagher just because he's a bit mental. He would be yeah. mad, yeah, yeah. I'd say you'd, you'd end up with a charge, charge, <laughs> charge. You'd end up with something like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to say he's been dressing in some very weird clothes lately. He is, he's, he's, he's cool though, he is cool. Ah, he is cool. Stone cool. Islands and all, and they, 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 they some, of the, some of the trousers and all he's wearing recently yeah. is. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Damien Duff. I'm still shocked by that. <laughs> Damien Duff, I, I, I don't know what it is about. I just always think he's... I, I think Damien Duff, anytime he's doing interviews or anything like that, oh. I just feel like he could open him up a lot. Oh, more my like God. That, you know? Yeah, no, I, no, I hear what you're saying because um, a couple of months ago, my brothers, um, our local team, Cambridge, had, like, I think they were, like... Well, you know them. You know when teams come and, like, 
with shells. What are they called? Oh, uh, League of Partnership. Yeah, affiliated. Yeah, yeah, affiliated. Affiliated. Something like, like that. League of Feeder Club to them. Yeah, yeah. Something, like that. Club, yeah. something like that. Well, Reese's team was, and for one of the matches, they got to walk out with the players, right? For shells. For shells, yeah. And um, my two little brothers went. And they met obviously Jada Kiki, who plays for Shells, who came from. Uh, <laughs> we, we went to school. We went, they went to school. Sitting in school. Yeah, uh, brilliant football player. And then they got a fault with Damien Duff, and my dad said, Oh, Damien, any chance for a quick fall? He goes, Yeah. Gets <laughs> in with them, and you want to see the face on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So I, I even, he put in the family group chat, I was like, Jesus, Damien, I'll crack a fucking smile. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. want to see him. Jesus. I was he- over at the 4 all game, the Pats and Shells one, and at the end of it, he was bleeding running over to the shell hands you ever see the way Jürgen Klopp does the punches now he's running <laughs> the shells yeah. fans down at yeah. he's a man man I just think he's, there's something about his personality though that's always come. oh I know who the one is Roy Keane oh, ah yeah there you go yeah there you go him any day of the week I'd say him imagine a night out with him and Liam Gallagher the two of them <laughs> killing each other yeah, <laughs> yeah, loads of vodka or whatever in the room and just trees you'd probably end up you have to go on to rehab, yeah. can't you? Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even drink. He doesn't even drink, but he give you, he give you a drink. You look at him like, ah, oh, man, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, can imagine him sitting there just sipping on a whiskey. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was a heavy drinker in his day, like when he was. Yeah, playing, yeah, yeah. Like, but they all were back then. Like, ah, yeah, that was the that was the culture. Do you support anyone, Kieran? Liverpool would be the team I like. Yeah, Liverpool would be the same I like. Um, to be honest, I don't, I don't get enough time to to too much into football, but. You, you'll kill me as well but Shells would be the team that ah, like. yeah, <laughs> I used to go to a lot of the Bowers matches when I was a kid when I lived and tell me friends to go there and then I go to Pat's matches with some my family right behind Richmond Park oh, they yeah. were close so I went to a couple of them and I know some of the, the lads on Pat's um, at the minute and that, but Shells I, 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 I like Shells I don't know what it was I, there's something about them the, the club themselves I just I, I like that kind of uh, I like to, when you go to the matches, I love the environment or something there, yeah. or something like that. But again, I don't get enough time to go to them, you know. Um, yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that as I'm one of the busiest players in the world, but I'd sooner put four hours into what I'm doing than then, four hours yeah. into what they're doing, yeah. you know. So that's just my comment. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. And you're doing, you're doing the right thing, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the, the football is great, it's a great thing because the, the, the community spirits within football teams and 100%. fans are unbelievable, man. It's, yeah. It's, it's really, really good and strong and great, great kind of friendships, man. Yeah, things definitely like, you know, bring the communities together, like you yeah. said. Yeah, we were, we were chills. Are you and Pat's and you were Rovers? You know, no, they don't. No, I wouldn't really follow the league. Stupidly, yeah. We'd go home and away now to like majority yeah, yeah. of the games. Yeah. Like, like Pat's be my team. Like, yeah, they go love the uphill. Like, yeah, I really do. But there's just something between watching. Football on the telly to oh, yeah, at the matches. Ringsend would be Rovers. It is. And well, Rovers yeah, and Shells are the two teams. Yeah, yeah, for Ringsend. My yeah. family are all from like the Liberties and all. Right, so yeah. my, my granddad used to actually work for Pats ah. years ago. So and then my dad coined it. And now, yeah. obviously, yeah. me. Like, Pats are great. I used to remember uh, Mark Quigley and all for Pats. Quigley, and, yeah. Uh, Killian Brennan and all. Oh, great players, yeah. The Forrester's there now as well. Yeah, Forrester. He was a school. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And... Christy Fagan as well was up that Giff, yeah, what a player. Was, uh, yeah, unbelievable. He was over with United for years. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, from yeah. Greek Street, he wouldn't be yeah. far from where I'm from. And then Gay Forrester is from up at uh, Queen Street there. Yeah. You know, he's just up off Smithfield as well. But yeah, great football. It's great that the young flits from them areas are playing and you can kind of go and feel them. Yeah. Get, uh, what's his name? Jack Bourne as well. It's not too far. It's down Portland, oh, yeah. uh, Portland Road, Portland Place area. I think he is. Yeah. Uh, he was over with City. Kelly Harrington's down that way, is he? Yeah, Kelly Harrington would be down more near uh, the Five Lambs there, club, yeah. uh, on your way there. But yeah, yeah, they're all coming from that area. Wes Hulahan as well. Wes Hulahan, yeah. Um, yeah, there's loads of them, and there's loads, yeah. loads of great footballers from the area, and great great boxers as well. We've got <laughs> Kane McMahon, he's a yeah. phenomenal fighter. Deco Garrick, the... Pierce O'Leary as well. Pierce O'Leary, he's fighting soon, as yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I don't he's know fighting Pierce in London as well, I think he is. Yeah, yeah he's, I think he's trying to deal with uh, Frank Warren. Frank Warren, yeah. Was, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, some great towny boxes as well, which yeah. is great, you know, it's always good. Because a lot of, as you know, and everyone knows, and not to kind of always go on about it, but the town does get a lot of bad media and bad, bad press, press and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, in, in certain times, like, a lot of young, like, you won't see personal Larry in the newspapers this week. You'll probably catch him on one if, if you, and you'll have to look for it. You won't yeah. see him on the front pages when he wins, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you'll probably get some from Cork or whatever, you know, like, it's just, it's the way it is, but yeah, some great, great people from there and great, great 
great every like you every area has their talents and that but I think I think uh, the inner city the community that was just like yeah it's it's tight, it's tight. Something. like it's even tight. like now down here like even in Rings End like during the lockdown like everyone just kind of got together yeah you just had a, a, a I've seen a lot down here yeah like, like it was unbelievable yeah. bingo that's yeah. what it was that's what it was the yeah. bingo in um, what flats would I was next door next door George Reynolds no started in uh, Canos sorry started in Canos and then uh, over here George Reynolds they, they all started and then all the roads coming that's, yeah, that's community that, that's proper community vibes yeah. that's, that's a proper kind of that's yeah. tight it, you know and, yeah. and you'll I moved out town when I was about 16, 17. Uh, I think it was 16, 17. My mum moved out, so it was like a, just a council swap, like change. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we moved out to Santry, and I never realised how much the community was, like how much um, how much communal, vibe, communal vibes were there until I left. When I left and I moved out to Santry, I felt like I was living in Galway or something. You know? <laughs> and I just I, I hated it, you know, and I still... Yeah. I'd, I don't like it to be fair I wouldn't be a big fan of, of that I love town and I, I, yeah. I, there's something about the place that's just solid you know yeah you want to stay toy, toy people you know yeah, yeah definitely right. definitely now um, I think that's the thing that's something great about Dublin like the sense of community you wouldn't get it anywhere else completely like you know even with Rings Ends in particular like you know everyone you know where everyone lives you know someone on that street and it'd be the same with town and all the areas I think that's something brilliant and I think that's not that's not shown in any tabloids whatsoever. They only show the bad. They only show the criminal. Exactly. Stuff. They only Stuff. show that part, but they never show the beauty of it, which no. honestly pisses me off. Pisses all of us off completely. Yeah, you know? but the the and, and you're a hundred percent right. But the thing is, they'll they'll have, they might have in like even in a local newspaper, they probably have tidy towns up in like yeah up five minutes up the road from Rings End, you know. But yeah. they won't put in that. I know the flats at the time when we were in lockdown, they were getting good press yeah. and press and things like that, but. Uh, Looking to Kelly Harrington, like I know she got she she was in the papers and that and she's getting a little bit more now that people are pushing her but at the start she she's been doing that years, you know. She's, she's been winning yeah, yeah. titles and, and uh fighting in Europe for a long time before it started kinda of blowing for her, you know, and that just that, that kind of feel or, or push wasn't there from uh the press. You don't always need the press, social yeah. media now does the job for you. But 100%. the problem with that is as well, you can see the bad on that as well. Um, of course. And, I know the the bad can sometimes outweigh the good and, and vice versa, but uh no this you you go into them flats now next door or any set of flats and I can assure you. I have never been in them ones, I don't think them ones there, but you can go into any of them and I can assure you there's there's a two neighbours talking to each other. Oh, Everyone in the flats know each other, you know, and that's that's more important than anything, you know. I always yeah. find funny in the flats as well. If if something's going down like whether that's trouble or whatever, everyone is out. Just so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a show. Yeah. It's brilliant, but yeah. it's, uh, a, it's, it's a proper community. It's where you, if you want the information, like for on who was doing. Everybody what, knows everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You always get the inside scoop. Yeah, oh. the inside yeah. scoop. Yeah, but uh, that's great. That that's what flats are for. Like that, I think that's when I think of flats. The first thing I think of is community. I don't think. Yeah. Like living conditions that some of the people are in. That there's three people living in a one bedroom flat or anything like that. Um, because I think that stuff outweighs that. There's, there's a lot of prop like some people want to get out of flats, but there's a lot of people that wouldn't move if you were giving them a mansion out in Fox Rock, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, So yeah, but yeah, that's I, I that's what I love these places for, you know. And I, I'd say working class areas and that, but and maybe other areas are like that. But from areas I know personally, yeah. I know Town, Fingers, Cabra, uh, Ballymun. I'd be familiar with Clondalkin, and um, and any of them. I just love the way the people get on with each other and yeah. how, how close they are. You know. I would say a lot of your music then would be shaped on like your upbringing and what you like came yeah, from in your roots. Be, pretty a lot much. of it would be about like a lot of it would be about other thing. Like I'd kind of write it out more on an outlook sooner than personal experience. Yeah. Some of them will be, but. I try now, I used to always say about songs, like I wrote this about, and some gigs I will explain what certain songs are about, but uh, some things I try not to tell people what it's about now, because some people are, like someone said to me about the song Follow Your Soul, I don't know whether you heard it, yeah, but yeah. Follow Your Soul, they said like, uh, they thought it was about, I think they said it was about death or something like that, or whatever it was, like, or, they, they just had a completely different mindset to what I wrote about, and yeah. I loved that, so I thought it was great that other people are taking their own bits from it, Yeah. so I'm not going to tell tell you really what it's about now so yeah. to speak but some of it can be about me or one part of the song might be about me and the rest is about my neighbour or my ma or my dad or their grown when they grow up or something yeah. like that you know but yeah yeah just, I, it's very what I can like uh, I write a lot about what I'm familiar with 100%. so I don't write about 
LA or California or <laughs> any of that crap. Cause yeah. I wouldn't be and wouldn't know about it. But he said to me, write it. And we could, I, I could do it. Like I could write the the songs that suit today is what today's modern trends are. Like I can yeah. do them and I could write songs for other artists. And um, I've done it in the past. But for me to sing, like I couldn't get, I, I just couldn't get the feel in them. You know, I wouldn't Course, get the yeah. feel them at all. You know. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I I think what you're saying there as well. The way other people, the way they're interpreting your music, that's the beauty of music. Yeah. Anyone can think what they want of it, and it might not be what you intended it to be. But if it touches someone in a different way, yeah, that that's a great thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it's great when when someone says to you like, someone was confidently telling me what the song was about, you know, and I didn't argue with them, you know, I, yeah. I didn't say no, it's not about that. To be were saying, <laughs> well, you know, when you wrote that song, like you meant this and you meant that and that, and I was just listening to it and opening my mouth, you yeah. know. And it was like a completely different story, but when I thought of it, I thought that could mean that, you know. Yeah, and I thought that was deadly. I, th- I just think that's good that it can mean. Now some of them like the the life in a city song. It's straightforward, you know what it is, you know. Yeah. But some people might not realize the life in a city part is like life in our city. Some people that yeah. that was thing little things that I throw in and yeah. stand or fall and. So a few little bits that I kind of throw in to to try and tease with people to see if they, they can get it, not to quiz them, but to try and throw little curveballs in to see if you can make there's two meanings to this or something like that you know yeah. um, some of them are straightforward follow your soul and things like that would be more you can delve into you know yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah. Um, you said you were going to do another song was it yeah this is a I haven't played this um, I haven't played it much at all to be fair this song off the EP called Devil uh, yeah. called Devil it is and it's a song I wrote uh, and I won't tell you too much about it but you'll, get, you'll definitely get the gist of it and uh, yeah. yeah I'll give it a go it might be a little bit high for me now but we'll, we'll yeah. give it a go and, no, and we'll take your time that's my ability for tonight yeah take your time <clears throat> we good to go yeah let me know From the needle marks While his veins had disappeared His face was pale Cause all his blood was drained From the poison in the pie And when he went to jail He tried to change his ways Cause that's all his dad would ask He smashed his prison cell And then he begged for help Stone cold sober could never last
full band song that as well so yeah. much more the, the original version of it's a bit more upbeat so when I'm doing this I can't believe it yeah thanks yeah. very much lads thank you it's great to see what you're doing like, thank you from where like what we've been speaking about about coming from the flats and things like that and it's just great to see people like coming from the likes of the NSE doing well and getting their name out there and like with the talent that you have like it's it just gives everyone a bit of hope yeah, you know what man, the, the, the biggest thing to realise is, and, and, and what I'll always try and point home is, is there's no way, um, a lot of people see people on, on, on TV interviews and they see people on MTV and they see people on YouTube and you think this, this kind of thing is a, this kind of thing is, is nearly a, it's nearly a skill that you have to train yourself, everyone's the same and I'm not trying to sound clear because I'm not trying to sound cliche to try and make it all lovey dovey or anything like that, but yeah. genuinely, if, if I can do what I'm doing, anybody can do it. And the reason I do what I'm doing is because I was told by someone else, if they can do it, anyone can do it. And I'm, everyone's just natural, man. And you can, if you just stick to your guns and avoid the kind of, uh, as I said to you before we started, like you, you can kind of go chasing the, the success and chasing the fame and all that. And when you do that, I, I haven't ever done it, but if you do do it, I'd imagine you lose straight away. Whereas if you just enjoy it and have a buzz with it and enjoy the, the idea of it and when you're writing songs, not writing songs to get them out to a million people, writing them because you enjoy writing and you enjoy the idea of some one person going to listen to the song, that's more than anything for me, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just, again, there's no there's no, there's no, no special talent or anything like that. Like I, 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 I was lucky that I came from a family with music and, and I was kind of, I, I led into it easily and, and kind of, it was something that I knew would do, but again, it's just I'm the same as you. And if you, wherever you are doing with the podcast, just doing that consistency and and keeping you as ourselves as you as ourselves, and not trying to chase that that kind of idea of like uh, fame, so to speak. Yeah. And um, and enjoying it, and once you're in, if you're not enjoying it, there's no point doing it because you you lose it, you lose the Oh, I've I've lost interest in the past, and I've yeah. lost it down to trying too hard to do it, you know, as well. So, um. But yeah, we're all just the same, and, and we're all from these areas, and we we can if if we can write song, you have a different story to tell to me, so we can we'd love to hear what you can write about, you know, and that's yeah. that's all it is. It's just different stories from different people, you know. Yeah. Well, well, that was certainly something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speaker. No, no, it, you know what? I, and and sometimes I do refrain from talking like that or, or saying anything like that because I, I don't want I, I never want to sound like someone that's trying to give advice or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But what I would like to let anybody know or, or me know and, and something that I kind of have always stood by is that we are all the same like in, in, in ways that were there's not to, like people would say to me oh you're you're doing these songs and you're able to write this and that but you can write it you just have a different story to tell you know and it might not be about dark things it might be about happy things or whatever it is but it's a uh, everyone has their own little thing and, and it's just like there's no like I, I don't go out here and think to myself, Jesus, I'm a superstar. I go home yeah. and do exactly what you'll do now and just chill out and then I sit on my phone for an hour or two. Like, there's no, <laughs> none of that kind of fake thing. Yeah. All that lifestyle is for different types of people, in my opinion. And the people that do that are a little bit more out there and maybe they get away with it, but I, I, I die in minutes with it like that, you know, it just I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to handle that. I don't think I would, you know, boy. Again, I said it in, in a recent interview, it's not something I'll ever chase or try and seek or find and try and get because I lose what I'm doing with that and that's me playing that to US3 is more than me playing that in a room to 10,000 people that don't give a shit about the song you know yeah, yeah. well that, that, you know, so yeah 
I think I, like what you just said there about playing even the likes of the types of Vicar Street or Wheelands and things like that, like the iconic venues and that. Yeah, you get the proper mu- musical fans that will go in that will support you. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Do. Well, what we're trying to do is do venues that are established and, and as I said about Dublin numbers, so, and, and I'm pronouncing that with a G because I don't want to say Dublin numbers, but uh, we're trying to double the numbers of, of each gig. So, like, the, to certain venues that you can go to and you could get people rolling in, they're just there to get drunk and they don't yeah. That's yeah. good for experience because you can, sometimes it's good to play to bad crowds because you learn a lot more from that than playing to a crowd that are all in awe of you, so to speak. Um, but I think what I'm doing now, I'm getting people that are coming for what I'm doing which is great and that, that's something that's working and I'm just hoping to keep doubling the numbers and try and get my dream is Vicar Street to do myself I've done it about yeah. six or seven times as supports and on shows but uh, the, the the big thing for me would be headlining that selling it out <clears throat> now to that I, I wouldn't bother me what I do but I had to do that every year if I could do it once I'd be delighted but if after that people were saying you can do the trillery and all that stuff you'd probably do it for the few bob and that down the line if you yeah. were broke and you're not making a penny from music but if we could do Vicar Street every year, man, I'd be back every year, you know, to do it and <laughs> find a little slot in there. But yeah, no, it's 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 deadly and I'm loving it. And the, the, the most important thing to me is that I'm very, I'm stressed and I'm tired and it does knock lumps out of you, but I'm very happy with it and I'm enjoying it a lot. Like, I love this kind of buzz and I love the idea of meeting new people. And when I said that, I mean, like, podcasts or interviews yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and then I like having my own little gang or crew that I have like, when I say that I don't mean no fucking content show me my mum my dad my girlfriend my brothers my sister um, I like being able to kind of close off from that kind of so separating just, yourself just sit, sit back and yeah. enjoy the night what you'll be doing tomorrow what you'll be doing you know with, yeah. just with your own little family so that's kind of nice as well because you get a lot of and I, won't, I know we're tight on time maybe but you get a lot of people that I, I have friends that are jumping in on uh jumping in messaging me and I haven't heard from them in six years now you know but they see I've done a few gigs and, and that'll happen that happens that'll happen again and more and more but you, you kind of get a circle bigger and people kind of because they see I'm doing something in some way whether it's gigs or whether you're on Instagram whatever it is they want to have involvement you know but you wouldn't get a message on a Wednesday saying how you keeping yeah. and to me um that's why I like kind of having that little close crew and with music we have my manager um, my manager Phil and I have the band and other than that we don't go to any social parties in town and talk about other musicians or any of that crap we just do my own thing and <clears throat> the way I explain it is like a horse with blinkers blinkers are on nothing else is, um, it, I'm not looking at anything else but one last point I'd say yeah. as well and, and a major thing that helped me massively over the years was I used to, years ago, I used to watch other musicians. When I say that, it could have been Justin Bieber at the time when I was young at that age. Or it could have been a local musician that's getting a gig with David Gray tonight in the in the tree arena, so to speak. Yeah. But that knocked me for for ages in terms of, I used to see these people get, this was years ago, but I used to see people getting opportunities and I'd be saying, oh, they're getting it, there's no chance for me, you know? Yeah. So, uh, the fella said to me one time, stop watching people. Or not, I wasn't doing it like actively, but you know, like you have them on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. whatever it is. So I used to find that I was always focused on what other people were doing. And I found a way to stop it. I do it now on Instagram. So on Instagram, like if I follow a music, and not in a devious way, but if I follow a musician, I'd mute their account. Um, because I, I love what they're doing successfully and it's great that they're doing it. But just to keep, to keep focused on what I'm doing. So mostly what I have on Instagram is just people that I know closely or, or, or friends or family or something like that. Um, and that's my way of not being, not watching what other people are doing because if I see loads of people are, he's supporting this person, he's supporting that. Yeah. I'm, I'm never heard them saying, well, there's no hope for me now, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was a major thing that helped me in within the last couple of years. I just stopped watching what anyone else was doing. When we mates, other musicians that text me, I'm not getting support for this fella, well done, great, I'm delighted for you, and I would be delighted personally. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not I'm not getting down by it or getting thinking, oh shit, what are we gonna do now? You yeah, know? Yeah. Um but that was a massive thing for, for me. A, a big a big thing that we could, if anyone said to me what was the most the biggest thing that helped you with what you were doing was stop watching what other people are doing, just focus on what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> you answered yeah. before the question you did. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna I was just gonna say that. Um, lads, anything else you have to say? We, we had one question yeah. from the lads at the Full Time Podcast. They want to know what what's your favourite song you've ever written? A song called Mother. 
Uh, it's a song about domestic violence I wrote, and it's the one that uh, I can get deepest into. Um, that in fact, I it'd be that, and there's a song about my nanny I wrote as well. I love singing that, and I don't sing it a lot. But uh, I love singing it at home on my own, especially which is a bit mad. But um, I get very that's the most emotionally attached song to me that I have. Um, but that and Mother, them them two songs for you who raised us, and a song called Mother. Um, they would be me, me favorite ones that I've done, you know. Uh, yeah, thanks for the questions and thanks very yeah. much for having me. And delighted oh, to, it was to, brilliant. It was lovely to meet you as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Too. It was brilliant. Well, um, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, looking thanks forward to much. the show as well. Yeah. The 18th of yeah. yeah. November. Yeah. If, if anyone's looking for tickets to go to take a master, thanks very much. Get yourself there. Most of fucking around here now, we will. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you on next week. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs>